Welcome to the podcast. We do recover with Jared Miller, your host. And I'm Dr. Terry Sellers, your co-host. This is a podcast about addiction, but more importantly, about recovery. We want to talk about what successful recovery can look like. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. You're listening to episode 11 of We Do Recover. I'm your host, Jared Miller. Today, I'm joined via the web by your co-host and our medical expert, Dr. Terry Sellers. He is sidetracked at the moment. He says hi. We are also... Hello. Hello, hello. There he is. Welcome, everybody. Sorry, my uh, cord just got unplugged, but I'm good now. We also have in the house the producer... The best side, the best producer, the side of the equator, Sean Denovan. Wow, man, you, you keep pushing me farther and farther. I mean, just I'm happy with this side of the Virgin River. We can keep it with that. <laughs> Equa- Wait, I mean, first it was Mississippi, now it's the equator. What's next? That's right. Hey, it may be international. South, oh next man, week. Okay, South well. Pole. That's right. <laughs> we have two featured guests for you today. We have Crystal Hanning, the amazing therapist at Steps Recovery Centers. Hey. Welcome, welcome. And then we have her husband, Tyson Hanning, the proud owner of Vaporworks. Look at you, trying to make me sound important. (laughs) Super excited to have them on today. This podcast is recorded in sunny St. George, Utah. Episode 11, part one, is brought to you by Steps Recovery Centers, where addiction ends and healing begins. Listen, if you or a loved one needs help, give them a call. Pick up the phone, 801-800-8142. Let's just do a little check-in. Dr. Sellers. What's good with you, buddy? Um, what is good? And well, everything's good. I have uh, all new bottom teeth. I've been talking about this on previous podcasts. So, if I sound a little bit different, or if I've got a little bit of a lisp, it's because I haven't learned how to speak with these things yet. But they look <laughs> great. They feel terrible. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Love that. Thank you for the update. Let's uh, let's get into our guest, Mr. and Mrs. Hannig. What's what's new and good in your guys' life? You know, life is peachy, you know. I'm I'm actually I didn't know that Steps was one of the sponsors of this, you know. So to actually have one of their therapists here, it's probably a great honor for you guys. It is. It's an it is a great honor. First and foremost. And before we get started, I think we should give our host a hard time. You know? <laughs> okay, so let's get it. When you first Wait. asked me to do this, mm-hmm. You sent me a text message that said, hey, will you do it on the 27th? Yes. And then it was followed up with November 27th. Yes. And I'm thinking to myself, man, this guy's got his stuff together. I mean, he's putting us that <laughs> far out, man. Yes. You know? And then uh, informed me earlier this week that, hey, could you come in Friday? You know? So, worked out. We're here. You know? Um we had a guest drop out. Remember, I told you, I said, you're the next up, right? Oh, yeah. Somebody drops out, you're yeah. the next up. So, uh, feeling super important today. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Absolutely. How are you doing, Crystal? I'm doing good. I'm wondering what he did and why he was being so nice when he was talking about me in the beginning. <laughs> well, I mean, you guys are married, right? It's, the, uh, yeah. it's all about the brownie points. Absolutely. Very nice. Sean Denovan, what's new and good in your life, buddy? What's going on with you? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what happened to Terry. Uh oh, we lost him again. Yeah, no, he's there. I'm here. Yeah, I feel like I'm here. My new and good is fixing the problem during the podcast rather than before. Yeah, I love it. So you go ahead and start, and I'll fix it. Everything's great. Don't worry about it. Sounds good. (laughs) Listen, let's jump into it. So, Mister and Missus Hannig, it's not very often that you 
have two people, right, that both have had some struggles. We'll call those struggles the disease of addiction, if that's okay with you guys. Yep. Okay. A lot of times, even if just one person in a marriage struggles the disease with the disease of addiction, it can end in divorce. You guys are truly an inspiration because you both have struggled with it. You've been able to stay married. Take us through where that began. When, first of all, how'd you guys meet, right? Like, give us a backstory. How'd you meet? <laughs> when'd you get married? Like, let's, let's get to know you guys. Oh. And what led into your addiction? Do, do you want to tell them how we met? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So Crystal lived up in uh, Springdale when I met her. Springdale, Utah? Well, actually, it was Rock, yeah, Springdale. Rockville. Rockville, Rockville, Springdale, same area. And uh, this was back in the days of, you know, me throwing big car parties out in the, the desert. Dirt parties, as we called them. The couch I parties. Like it. I yeah, like it. the couch. That was the, uh, the place where um, <laughs> we'd have these big parties, uh, which would be totally, like, illegal today. You know, there's plenty <laughs> of rangers up there, but this is... 20 plus years ago. So, uh, we could kind of get away with a lot here in this town. And so I was, uh, I would regularly go down to, uh, is it little, what's the first little town, right? When you get out of the gorge there. Oh man. Beaver yeah. dam, Beaver, Beaver dam, yeah. Arizona. Sean, yeah. you're awesome. Yeah, little Jamaica. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but m better was, uh, you could buy cakes there. So we okay. would, constantly go down and have these big cake dirt parties and and uh, that's where I first met my wife <laughs> was it a huge raging dirt party that's awesome yeah uh, little I love a party with cake <laughs> and dirt and <laughs> women that end up being your future wife right? yeah 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 it, my my it, tent it, had a mattress no in it so. no cake oh, and i no never cake. got in your tent <laughs> never got in your tent that's true coming out she didn't no <laughs> well cool so you guys are out in the desert yeah having some fun yeah and that's uh where we first met um we didn't we, we were actually just friends, friends for, for a while yeah for years kind of well yeah you Isn't have that to apologize once. So. Yeah, I did have to apologize once. Isn't that how the best relationships long-term end up starting, though? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a relationship expert. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Valid. Valid. Cool. So, Crystal, wait. was it love at first sight? Wait, wait, wait. I got to know what the apology was about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's get that. I don't okay, think I can tell you the story on air, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll just say that, obviously, we're in recovery. He does not handle his alcohol well oh. and said or did something highly offensive that he didn't remember the next day, but he knew he needed to apologize for something he didn't remember. Gotcha. <laughs> Might've grabbed her butt. Oh, <laughs> dang. Getting dangerous out in the uh, desert. Yeah. Good time. So was it love at first sight, Crystal? What'd you think of Tyson when you first saw this? Uh, this guy? But. No, it, it wasn't really love at first sight. It was, he kind of grew on me. Yeah. Yeah. Like a fungus. And I, think I am definitely like a fungus. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do remember the moment that it changed and we were at a party because that's what we did then. Yep. And uh, he grabbed me one night and kissed me. And Just like that. Yeah. My move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was after Very that smooth. I was like, oh. 
hey, I kind of like this guy. <laughs> uh, what was and, it about that that you liked? Just the, the the braveness? The I don't even know. I drove a BMW. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, you drove something different all the time. Mm. He, I, he, I did find him the next morning passed out under his car in a dirt parking lot in the backyard. So, you know, that's that was that was my guy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that was my guy. Awesome. You're going to pass out under a car in the dirt and not remember that's you're the one I wanted. She's like this one. I'm marrying that one right there. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys get to know each other a little bit better. When when were you married? What's your guys' anniversary date? So we've been together almost 18 years. Wow. We skipped marriage. We were together for 10 years before we got married. And our, our we actually got married on 12-21-12. Nice. Does that make it easy for you to remember, man? Well, it was the last day of the Mayan calendar, and I thought the world was going to end the next day anyway. So I was like, <laughs> hey, let's get married, man, you know. And then I woke up the next day, and we were still here, and I was like, oh, we're married. We the deed's done. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Way cool. So, hey, remember those brownie points you got at the beginning? Yeah, they're gone now. Just I lost them. just lost them. Ah, dang it. <laughs> He's good. usually in I the negative. I could only marry her when I thought the world was going to end. Right, exactly. Well, I do have <laughs> foot and mouth disease yeah, from what I've told. So it, I, it was actually my date that I picked. Yeah. Okay. We'll and that, to be yeah. fair, good. this podcast You're is- saved. A, yeah, and to be fair, this podcast is about addiction and recovery, right? So uh, there may have been something that played into that. Uh, uh-huh. So let's let's lead into that. Let's get your guys's. What has it been? What was active addiction like as a married couple? It was a disaster. It was toxic. Um, the relationship was. I love you. I want to be with you. Blah blah blah. And then it was. Oh wait, I hate you. Get out of here wait, I love you. Come back. So a lot of peaks and valleys, a lot of ups and downs. Yeah. And I mean, we were, you know, by the, the addiction took off pretty quick after we met. Um, and, uh, it was a mess. It was, there was a lot of using, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of harm done to each other. Um, didn't have any kind of coping skills or tools. And it was, it was a, it was a mess. Yeah. And right. we had a child pretty early. Yeah. So like when we first met, it was kind of like, we're weekend warrior people, you know, we're going out partying on the weekends, going yeah. to work five days a week, weekends. But it was not long, like after we got together that the addiction really took off, you know? When you say weekend warrior, are you talking about at that time, was it just alcohol or was it also narcotics? Both. Okay. Yeah. And we don't got to get into specifics yeah. if you guys don't want to, but I just want to. And wondering. when someone says just alcohol, like <laughs> neon alcohol is the worst. Good point. The Good worst point. thing ever. <laughs> Good point. So, yeah. He's so like, what's any, that guy? What's the famous guy that always gets arrested? One of my famous actors. Robert Downey Jr. Favorite. Yes. Know. Yes. He's like a Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, there was, there was drugs there was i don't know if you want me to mention the substances i don't i mean i I don't care um you know there was a lot of uh, oxycontin um Mm. and meth um and you know he would he did a lot of oxycontin and heroin and um it was just i mean i you know when i think back at that time it's it's the memories are really clouded and dark yep um it was uh it was painful, like in every sense of the word. And the more painful the relationship was, the more I would use to deal with the pain. And it was just, yeah, it was, uh, 
hell on earth, really. Yeah. At what point did it transition from weekend warrior to, okay, maybe a couple of days throughout the week, right? Because we know that the disease, of, the disease of addiction does that. It starts off minimal and then it somehow winds itself into the everyday fabric of our life. It was about a half hour. Half hour? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. It, yeah. it, it really wasn't long, you know. Uh, in fact, um, it, like the start of our relationship was was right into it. About using. Yeah. And I, so with the, with the Oxycontin, um, I always, so what happened, I was using Oxycontin for uh, probably about a year. Okay. Before, so now this was years ago, and I didn't know that you could get addicted to prescribed medication. Right. Nobody, you know, it doesn't come with a warning on the bottle that says, if you use longer than five days in a row, you're going to experience serious withdrawals if you it's, stop. Yeah, it's from a doctor, right? Right. And I had, I really had no idea what I was doing and had a continuous supply and I was using them every day and it was about a year and I ran out and I honestly, I really thought that I was sick and I almost went to the doctor um, because I didn't know that it was withdrawals. And so at that point, um, you know, it was, all bets were off. Um, I was, I remember throwing a hysterical fit cause I'd kind of realized what I'd gotten myself into. Um, so was, you, you had caught in 19. <laughs> we just came up with a, a new a new phenomenon yeah. epidemic so and then uh likewise similar experience you know i i was uh, uh running a car dealership at the time and uh i was on oxys for three months straight not knowing that there was some kind of a downfall mm. to using them every day and uh, once I ran out, same thing. I ran out because she ran out. Um, right. And uh, yeah, and then started experiencing the uh, symptoms of withdrawals. You know, I think a lot of people back then didn't really know what to expect like that, right? You start feeling this way and you're like, wait, what's going on? And it takes a minute to correlate the two. I knew right away. I was oh, like, did? this is what, th this has to be withdrawals. And you know scared and at the same time thinking how do i get more drugs yep. yeah because i gotta go to run work. out again yeah unfortunately that that is a common theme right instead of how do i get help we think how do i acquire more which is a thinking error and yeah so you mentioned that you had a, a child pretty early yeah tell us about that because that's part of your guys's journey <laughs> um so uh we we <laughs> were taking a trip to uh california okay and um it was somewhere on the trip to California where, uh, you know, we, we ended up getting pregnant, so to speak. And, uh, okay. yeah, we don't, so we don't need you to tell I, us about the yeah. conception. Right, right, right. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I was looking over the, like the Lincoln Inn, no. <laughs> <laughs> which hotel it was. And just Appar to clarify, apparently you told us about the conception. Yeah. Yeah. You're heard. welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I was the one that got pregnant. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Oh wait, really? Yeah. Yeah. No, he said we, and I, I wanted to declare it like you didn't grow it too. All right. Okay. Oh, I love these two. They're hilarious. So, so, uh, yeah, we ended up having a kid and, um, really she, early in our she, relationship. She ended up having a kid. Yeah. It was magic. Have I no want to be more part of this. Kid thing, don't <laughs> he, wants, I? He, he wants to feel involved. Sellers let him feel involved. All right. All right. I'm sorry. Yeah. We had been dating for three months when I got pregnant and we had a child and 
it was, you know, he's an amazing kid. He's, uh, he just turned 17. His name's Dexter. Um, he's, he's awesome. He's, he's got a personality and he's just an amazing kid. Um, I also have an older son, uh, named Cole. That's not his. Um, that was, I also just ended up with that one. Kidding. (laughs) 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 That's part of my job coming out. It didn't just magically happen. (laughs) Um, so yeah, so I had, I had my older son and then we had this baby and, um, it was, uh, it's, it's, it was really painful going through a pregnancy and having a child and, um, also being, you know, an addict. Um, I did, <clears throat> I did what I could to stop using, um, while I was pregnant and, uh, you know, I, this is, I found myself, found myself, there we go. Cause I want to deny that part too. Um, you know, I, I tried like just, I snorted somas sometimes just to try and like go through that withdrawal. Cause I was, I mean, I was terrified and I needed to quit. Um, and then I was sitting there pregnant watching everybody use around me. Um, and for me, not having coping skills, not having you know, all that stuff, I couldn't decide what was more painful, being alone or being with everybody watching them use. Oh, yeah, um, it point. was like, it was just, it was, I was so miserable emotionally. Yeah. So you're facing this battle in your mind, right? You're going, I know I need to stop doing this because I'm growing this baby and I want to be healthy and happy and provide a good life for it. But at the same time, your social circles haven't changed. You're still around people that are in active addiction. Yeah, that's got it. I could only imagine. I mean, I've never been pregnant and had to experience that. No. I, what? It may look we like have. it some days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I would be hard. Like, the, inter- the internet was fairly new, and um, I remember getting online and trying to research um, all of the side effects of things, and there was this, you know, I I get that they didn't know a lot. Like, And by this time, I was heavily into meth. Like, meth was okay. my... I liked them both together, but that was the one that I just could not kick at the end. But I remember researching everything, trying to find something that I could use that would not hurt the baby. Yeah. Like just desperately trying to do the right thing and fight this disease and the craving. And it was just, it was miserable all the way around. Did, was there any conversations between the two of you? Like Tyson, did you know that Crystal was kind of going through that? Did she ever share that with you? Or is that something that she kept pretty covered up? No, not at all. I mean, and, and I was active in my addiction and sure. really my part at that point was like, you know, you're in the way of my addiction, you know? Yeah. So when you're locked up in that active addiction, the most important thing to your life is getting, finding, using more, more more you know so at that point where she's pregnant in my head it's like well she's in the way you know she's in the way of what's most important to me which is drugs substance anything i can put in my body so sadly i'm pretty sure listeners are listening to this can understand that yeah maybe some people that are normies as we refer to them as they don't understand that but something happens in the mind where that substance use becomes the one of the most important thing. And thank goodness that breathing is subconscious because it might even overpower breathing in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the best way that I can describe it is that it is like being possessed. Um, you know, in your head that what you're doing isn't okay. Um, you're those thoughts like, why am I doing this? What is wrong with me? Why do I keep? And then 
you know, something shuts that up, but your, your body just keeps going. Even when your head is arguing with what you're doing, you can't stop it. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so you have this child take us kind of where it, where it went from there. Are you both still working income wise? I am. I wasn't. Okay. I hear people talk about um, not being able to keep a job when they're using. I couldn't get a job. (laughs) I mean, I, you know, I would walk into thinking I was going to apply or, oh, look at me. I'm so like skinny and hot and you're going to want to hire me. And I couldn't even get the job because they were like, whoa, you probably need to go somewhere else. Yeah. I looked, I looked bad. It was bad. Or extreme. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to touch on something that you shared with me off the air, Tyson. You, you, we were talking kind of off the air and and you said we were talking about our DOCs. Wait, Chris, wait, Crystal's really scared what you're about to say. Did you see her look? I'm always, I didn't. didn't. I'm always afraid of what he's going to say. She does that all the time. (laughs) Pretty much anytime I open my mouth. So we were talking about this crazy thing called addiction and you shared with me, uh, you asked me a question. You said, when you were using, did you feel like you were a better salesman? And you mentioned that you were working in car sales, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So what did that look like for you? So, you know, we talk about like, uh, you hear about enablers and, and yeah. but the universe can be an enabler sometimes when, <clears throat> when you're active. And uh, when I was in active addiction, being a salesman, man, people I worked for, they knew that I was active, that I'm, obviously abusing a lot of drugs okay but in doing that i'm able to work 12 hours a day six days a week as long as i don't run out of drugs so i was spending a lot more time at the car lot and uh you know sure the money could come in and it'd be made but i have given an entire paycheck to my dealer Right. That was my <laughs> dealer at the time. <laughs> so right. That was before that, the kid. Right. At that time, were you also using meth then? No, no. I was uh, oxys at that time. Okay. You would still mine when he would run out of oxys, though. Yeah. Just to be clear. Yeah, he yeah. still my meth, and then everything uh, went bad. Right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So it didn't matter. You know, unmanageability is, is going to any lengths to change the way I feel. So if I was getting dope sick because I ran out of one substance, I wasn't just like, well, if I can't get that substance, I'm not going to use anything. Uh, I would absolutely put whatever into my, my body at that at that time you know, once I was sick, but for the most part, yeah, I was just sticking with, uh, oxys to show up to work, you know, um, mm-hmm. wasn't much of a good worker on amphetamines. <laughs> you mean you, you weren't selling, you weren't the top salesman when you were, uh, sidetracked by everything and anything? Well, usually on meth, I was looking for the undercovers that were under the cars <laughs> at the car lot. So didn't work the, out that great. The community watched people that had formed a coalition to follow him. <laughs> Right. This is called the, you know, the meth psychosis. The meth psychosis she's talking yeah. about. Um, and I know, like, we make light of it, and it's been a while since we went through that together. And it's that that saying, tragedy that plus time, time equals humor. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it's, uh, I think it's also really important to mention. I leave him out a lot because my older son. Um, so he was, uh, he turned ten right after I had our youngest son. 
And um, in that time, I lost custody of him. His father took me to court um, at the urging of my family and I lost him. So Whoa. he was with his, um, he was with his real dad at the time. So there was a lot of other stuff going on that really wasn't funny. Right. Um, but you know, there's been a left enough time now where there are a lot of funny situations looking back on, but that was the seriousness of it. Like I, I lost custody of my child. Wow. Yeah. And um, you said, you said his name is Cole. Yeah. Yeah. He's now 27. Is that uh -huh. about right? Yeah. And that's going to lead okay. us into our part two. Oh, and I sorry. love part two because it's all about recovery. So join us in part two. We're going to talk about their pathway to recovery, what their rock bottom was. We look forward to uh, getting that part of the story, right? Yes. Cool. All right. We'll see you guys in part two. Add on. You are listening to We Do Recover with Jared Miller and co-hosted by Dr. Terry Sellers. We'll be right back after this short break with more of We Do Recover with Jared Miller, sponsored by Steps Recovery Center and the Hilton Garden Inn. I'm Desmond Lomax, one of the clinical executives here at Steps Recovery. And once you become of the Steps family, you're just a part of the Steps family. A lot of us have overcome substances, overcome addiction, and now we're able to help other people. Second of all, we're also going to help you in a way where you can afford to be helped. Third of all, we're going to give you the same quality that many organizations are charging two to three times. And it's more about you than it is about our organization. We welcome you back to We Do Recover with Jared Miller co-hosted by Dr. Terry Sellers. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. And now with part two of our podcast, Jared Miller and Dr. Terry Sellers. Welcome back. Episode 11, part two. Part two is brought to you by the Hilton Garden Inn, St. George. It is always sunny and shiny at the Saint, at the Hilton Garden Inn in St. George. If you're traveling to through St. George, Utah, be sure to check them out. Go to Google. They are awesome. They have great accommodations. Be sure to check them out. We're going to get back to uh, Mr. and Mrs. Hanning's um, basically journey through addiction, and we're going to cross over into the recovery side of it. Before that, our, we have a little social media. Uh, we have a, a hotline you can call in if you want to call in a question to Dr. Sellers. We also, you can send us an email at we do recover with Jared Miller. We do recover with Jared Miller at gmail.com. Why do I always struggle with that, Sean? It's rough. All right. So Chantel writes us and she said, I just lost a friend to suicide on Friday. Honestly, though, I would, I thought I would lose him to addiction, but instead I believe he took his own life because he couldn't take the addiction anymore. You guys are truly doing amazing things. It's amazing people like you that give hope. I just want to say thank you so much for sending that. You know, at times Despite popular belief, we do not get paid to do this. Me and Dr. Sellers do this 100%. We have sponsors that pay for the production and for people to stay when they come in from out of town. But we do this because we want to we we want to make a difference. We want to share a message of hope and give people like uh, Tyson and Crystal Hannig an opportunity to come on and tell their journey of recovery and spread some hope. So thank you guys for being on. Sorry to cut you off. You got into a, a great part of what you were going through in your active addiction. Let me ask you this. Was that a big part of what made you decide or maybe your rock bottom transitioning into recovery? Um, definitely. It was um, one of the most painful things that, um, you know, that I experienced. I, before active addiction, I, um, 
I had a lot of judgments about addicts and um, about people who had used, and especially about um, mothers who had lost uh, their children due to using. Um, I could not, for the life of me, understand how they could choose to have that life over their kids. Right. And then, um, you know, there I was, that person. I had become everything that um, I had ever had these major judgments about. Now I was sitting there and I was that person. Um, you know, I know today that it's a, that it's absolutely not a choice. It's that powerlessness. Like I couldn't stop. Um, I didn't, you know, I could, I couldn't, um, I'd been arrested several times by this point. I was on probation. I still couldn't stop using. And, um, after that I made a decision, I was like, I'm never going to, I'm never going to feel this pain. And the using got way worse. Um, I think it was about another year of that hell. And, um, I, uh, found myself in a bathroom, um, getting ready to go to court for the judge to decide if I got to go to, um, prison okay. for a minimum of a year, um, or treatment. And I was told by my probation officer at the time, and I'm going to mention his name cause he's an amazing guy. It was Kim Sugmiller and, um, he was pretty hardcore, but, uh, he told me if you show up to court and you're not clean, you're going to prison. And, um, I was in the bathroom and I was crying, literally had tears running down my face because I couldn't not use. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know what got into me cause normally I would have ran. Um, but I showed up to court anyway and I, I think he knew I'm pretty certain he was a pretty smart guy. Yeah. Um, but he gave me the opportunity and anyway, and let me go to treatment and, um, that, that's, that's a whole nother story just getting there. But he, uh, he actually came and picked me up from jail and drove me up there himself. Um, and, uh, so that was, that was, I had those two bottoms losing my son. Um, and then that like not being able to not use like crying absolutely 100% using against my own will. Yeah. And that, that it's really, I'm a, I'm a slow learner. Um, <laughs> cause that was the moment where I realized that I had a, a problem. Yeah, absolutely. And you can appreciate this cause you're a therapist. Stop at therapy. Have you seen the YouTube video on stop at therapy? No. Oh, it's a funny little skit. <laughs> it just does not work. Right. People don't understand that, but, it, but seriously though, stop at therapy does not work. Like when you have just somebody stop has, it. Just, just stop, stop it. Yeah. So you have kind of your people joke about it. We do. Yeah. Yeah. That it, it doesn't, it doesn't work. And I appreciate you sharing that. Cause I'm sure there's some listeners that are experiencing that Tyson. What did your rock bottom look like? Oh my gosh. I mean, uh, you know, multiple visits to jail. Um, I even overdosed and died. Luckily, my little brother was around and uh, brought me back to life. Wow. So um, through Narcan or how? No, CPR. Oh, wow. And then uh, paramedics came, picked me up. And it's, it's, uh, I don't even remember, I remember the, a cop being in my room at, at my mom's house. Of course, I'm 30 years old living in my mom's basement. Um, and uh, me wanting them out of the room. And yeah. then a little bit of an ambulance ride. And then being at the hospital with my mom saying, breathe, keep breathing. Um, and then uh, it wasn't, you know, I, I even came home and, and had this this moment where I took the rest of the drugs I had and okay. I went and flushed them down the toilet. Wow. I would love to say that this is the end of the movie where the credits roll and I've got my <laughs> fist in the air. Um, 
But that's not how it goes in addiction, you know. It was only a couple of days later till I'm back using and and uh ultimately I have this wonderful grandfather, man. And I don't know I, I believe at the time he was watching some day television, maybe like Dr. Phil's like, You got to get your kid to treatment, you know, whatever okay, he was yeah. saying. <laughs> but it settled in with my grandfather, right? Yeah. yeah. And he, he would meet with me and say, Hey, look, when you're ready for help you know, I'm here to help you. God and in my head with that active addiction, I was thinking, oh, I just got to come up with a really good business plan. That's where he's trying to help me. Then one day I woke up with this moment of clarity and I'm like, oh my God, he's talking about putting me in treatment. And with that moment of clarity, I was ready. I was like, yeah, that's what I need to do. So I met with him for lunch and I told him, hey, look, you know, I'm, I, I want to go to rehab. Yeah. And uh, it was real quick after that. Like, I think it was like two days later, I'm in his car and we're driving down to Palm Springs getting dropped off at a treatment center, which of course when I'm getting dropped off at, I'm like, what did I do? What did I get myself <laughs> into? Yeah. So during this time, are you, you, you guys are together? If you could call it that, that that whole time was the on again, off again. Okay. You know, yeah. I hate you. I don't even know why we're together. It's only because we had a kid get out of the house. And then, you know, two days later, what are you doing? Well, I love you. Come back. I mean, it was, you know, so we yeah. were officially, but it was, like I said, it was, it was a mess. It would depend on the day. Yeah. Um, and as soon as I went to treatment and got clean, of course, you know, he's like, but wait, we're still together. <laughs> <laughs> One of the cool things about uh, recovery <clears throat> is when you see somebody in recovery, when you're in active addiction and you've been in active addiction with that person, you know, yeah. uh, my wife got clean before I did. It's powerful. And I saw her and I'm like, this is a totally different person, you know? And so I wanted whatever she had, you know? Um, and that was really one of the, the encouraging things for me to actually ask for help, um, along with like, you know, this crazy ego that was going on where I was like, well, if she looks that good, if I get clean, I'm going to be like Brad Pitt, you know? Like, <laughs> so, so, but yeah, I, it, it is that, that you see that, that glow in them, you know, and you know, there's something different going on. And maybe that's part of that uh, spiritual connection that, that you get in recovery, you know, um, and just living, you know, an honest life, drug free. And so I got to give credit to to, you know, just being in recovery to influence other people, you know, who are active. Like, look, there's there's a different way of life. There's a better, better yeah. side to this thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know, Dr. Sellers. I think he looks better than Brad Pitt. What do you think, man? Oh, he's way, way better than Brad Pitt. <laughs> he's, selling, he's selling himself way short. Right. That's what I thought, yeah. too. Quite a compliment, though. I love that you said that you saw her. She looked amazing, right? Because we do. You see that. The light comes back in their eyes, right? You can feel a, a presence about them that hasn't been there. It's been vacated. So tell us a little bit about you guys. At some point, obviously, you come back together. Mm -hmm. Right. And you're both doing the recovery thing. Let's hear it on that. So hold on before you start with that. It strikes me that uh, as you were talking about that, that 
getting clean has everything to do with quitting drugs and alcohol, but recovery has almost nothing to do with quitting drugs and alcohol. Like it's the work that people do that bring the light back in their eyes that really is recovery. And, uh, and I think you described that really well. Thanks for that. Yeah. I just wanted to point that out. Now go back to your question. I'm sorry I interrupted. (laughs) No, that was was great. great Thank you. Yeah. Great point. So I got clean. Um, it was about seven months before he went to treatment and, um, I had our son, the young one who was two years old at this time. And, um, I don't know, I had this crazy continuing care counselor that was, oh my God, I was terrified of her. (laughs) Um, I was petrified of her. She scared me. I thought she hated me, all these things. Um, but when I got done with the residential part, um, and I was in a different city, I made a decision to stay there with her in that for my continuing care, um, because I was uncomfortable. I didn't want to, but at the same time, I knew it was the best thing for my recovery. I had built kind of a foundation there and I didn't know anybody in St. George that was clean. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so a little bit of a geographical for you, a little bit, yeah, Yeah. about 50 miles. Wasn't too bad, but, um, So I, she talked to me and I would not have made this commitment ever had I not been afraid of her. Um, but she talked me into making a commitment to stay out of a relationship, like no sex, no relationship for a year, a a whole year, a year, a year, a (laughs) year. (laughs) Tyson's going a year, man. (laughs) And, uh, so I agreed to it. Um, And I can tell you, it was one of the best things that I ever did for myself. Um, It gave me the ability to see that, um, that I can be self-supporting. Like I could stand on my own, you know, not alone, but stand on my own. I could take care of myself. Um, I could provide for myself and uh, take care of myself emotionally. Because I always needed to be in a relationship. I needed that other person to love me, to know that I was lovable. Yeah. So being able to do that, um, so anyway, I made that commitment. He's calling me from treatment because I have the kid, the kid, our beautiful son. (laughs) And uh, he's like, you know. Financial burden. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) He's all all like, you know, oh, we're together, but I still love you. And And so I tell him about this commitment that I made and he sat there for a minute and then he's like, huh, well, why don't I do the same thing? And then we can just see where we're at at the end of that. And I was like, okay, sounds cool. Tyson, how did you feel when you got that news? No, no, no. <laughs> what? Go ahead. I don't like what's happening here. <laughs> I love it. No, no, that, that it was good because, you know, like she said, I was in a safe place. So I'm in treatment yeah. and I'm one of those, like she says, she's a slow learner. Like I am really slow. Like just barely out of ape stage and evolution, you know? <laughs> oh, boy, listen so, so, uh, you know, um, at the time I, I'd been in treatment. Like it, I remember the exact day I, I was at a 60 day program and it was day 48 when I realized I had a problem. I'm like, Oh yeah. And so that, you know, being told the only thing I had to change was everything. Yeah. Um, people, places, I'd changed my playground, you know, so I thought it's a good idea not to come back home. And so I ended up checking into a, a, a sober living in, in Los Angeles, you know? Okay. And so I, I, I actually liked the idea as far as like, Hey, you know, and plus it was in Hollywood. And like I said, 
Brad Pitt. <laughs> right. So. right. I love it. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it, it worked out great. And, and I do agree. It was, it was really good for my recovery because it gave me time to, uh, really get to know myself, focus on me, my recovery. And at this point, I don't have uh, a counselor. I'm not involved in, in anything where I was in trouble, you know? <laughs> um, and I just got a sponsor, you know, and got into a 12 step fellowship, you know? Got you. Yeah. So that, that, and, you know, worked out all that stuff with a fellowship, you know? I love that. Yeah. Recovery has a lot of different faces and a lot of different avenues. Yeah, that's, absolutely. And that's beautiful that worked for you. Sellers, do you, do you got anything before I hit him with a question? No, I do not. Okay, so I am dying to know. As soon as you start the question, I'll interrupt. Okay, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Sounds 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 right. Okay, so I, I'm like, I feel like we are like in a movie, right? I'm waiting for the, the, the credits to roll. But So you're both working on yourselves. At what point do you guys come back together, right, and, and do this thing as a couple in recovery. I also want to get Crystal, your, you touched on your oldest son, you lost mm -hmm. rights, right? Which is super hard. Thank you for sharing that. Tell us about both those two topics. If you wouldn't mind. You want to start or you want, I'll go first. He takes over when he starts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we did keep that commitment and he, um, he eventually, like we talked about it and we talked about me going out there. Um, but it turned out that he came back to St. George, um, and I stayed up in Cedar City and we dated for a little while. And then, um, you know, I, and I was afraid, terrified. Um, I had a, an amazing sponsor at the time that told me that um, who his sponsor is, what meetings he goes to and what step he, he's on is absolutely none of my business. However, wow. whether or not he has a program that he's working is. And as long as I'm doing what I need to do, regardless of what he does, I will be okay. And so I jumped and came back down here. Um, as far as my older son, Cole, um, that's a really, actually a really cool story. So um, I stayed clean, stayed in recovery, stayed involved also with a 12-step fellowship. Um, and I started being able to see him on the weekends and stuff. They, they just let me. Um, it's obvious when somebody's in recovery. Like you can see it, right? Yeah. You don't have to prove anything. Um, I never had to go back to court his father is actually a really, a really amazing guy. And, um, he let me see him. And, uh, when he was 16, he came back to live with me at his request. Financial burden. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was really cool because I became a safe person for him. My house was, is a safe place and he could see that. And yeah. so that was, that was really amazing. Um, one thing that I wanted to share that's actually super cool. One of those like universal conspiring things. So the counselor that I had that I was terrified, um, there were actually like, I, I grew to love her and there were some things that she did and said and suggestions that really, uh, saved my butt. Um, and, uh, her name is Camille. I think I just said that. However, she also works for steps. Awesome. So we actually work for the same company now and, um, so that's, that's been, that's pretty cool. And yes, my son, my older son and I have an amazing relationship as well. Um, a lot of that's been repaired. I got to do that and listen to him. So that was, that was cool. That is amazing. It had to feel good when your son came back into your life, right? Oh yeah. And I've gone through some similar stuff and, and I don't talk on my kids just for respect of my kids, my ex-wife a lot, but I'm waiting for that day and waiting for the other, yeah. the other shoot to drop. Yeah. It's coming. There's hope always. Tyson, let's get your side of that while I recover over here. Okay. 
So yeah, I'm I'm living in in Los Angeles, and we're doing this kind of long distance thing. Yeah, you know, um, we're not tied up in in each other's lives twenty four seven. You know, once again, she's working on her recovery. I'm working on mine. You know, and I have a great job down there. Once again, I've been in cells. It's not hard for me to get back into this thing. And I refer to uh, us addicts who burn our lives up as second half teams, man. I really do. I love that. And uh, the first half. Wait, wait, wait. Do you, when you say you had a great job, did you star in Ocean's Eleven? Yes. Is that, that it? <laughs> yes. It was wasn't it? right when we were getting that together. Okay, <laughs> but Danny Ocean, you know, we had different views. <laughs> but anyway, um, so, so, uh, Second half teams, I love. Yeah, that. absolutely. You know, first half is really, really sloppy for us. You know, so being a second half team uh, uh, guy, you know, um, and in recovery, that's really what gets you there. You know, and just being honest, man. I mean, for the first time in my life, admitting I had a problem was probably the first time I was like really honest deep down inside. You know, so. Uh, her and I had communication. It was also one of the first times where like the money I'm making, I'm sending to her without her even like, hey, do you need money? She's like, no, not really. Well, cool, I'm gonna send you some anyway, you know, make things yeah. a little more more comfortable. And I'm no longer living this self-centered, selfish, freaking self-seeking, self-gratifying, like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking different, right? Your perspective know. had shifted. Yeah. I'm starting to get some spiritual principles in my life. Really? Yeah. And, uh, so one of the guys I had worked with in the past, you know, calls me and says, Hey, you know, opening up a, a, a business here in St. George, I'd really like you to manage it, you know? And that's another cool thing about recovery is the universe just kind of sets things in front of you where you're like, Nah, man, I really had things figured out down here in LA. I was talking about moving her down there. And, and it was just one of those things where like, the more I denied it, A, the higher I got paid, but B, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, B it, it just really started going, uh, no, this is, this is what I need to do. You know, I'll go back to, to Southern Utah, safer place to raise a family for sure. And what else is crazy is like, this is like 2007. And it was not like right after I left with, you know, a job, guaranteed salary, you know, this, this, and this, that this recession hits, you know? So, oh, wow. So, like, uh, the universe just kind of seems to line up good yeah. when I'm doing the right thing and I'm in recovery. A friend of ours, Heston Cherry, has this saying, and I love it is it odd or is it God? Right. I, I've stolen that from him and props to, to you, Heston. I did get it from him. So I'm, I'm disclosing it's, I heard it first from him, but I love that because you're talking about things just naturally started to line up for you and started to work out for you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, versus, uh, resisting, you know, yeah. against the current, <laughs> just jump in and go with stop, it, you know, stop trying to swim upstream. So you know, came back here and, uh, we rented a place together and, it was, uh, hey, cool, we can live together. We're not at each other's throats 24-7. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying that, that we don't have our little tiffs sometimes, but it's, yeah. it's usually over silly things. And, by the way, being in, in a relationship for a long time, 
uh, means that you got to put up with certain little things. Like sometimes you come home and, and there might be something that looks like zebra stripe, but it's made out of like some buckets and, <laughs> yeah. and like, this is some kind of decoration art thing that Are you, you picking on my zebra that plant you holder? just can't stand, <laughs> but you live with it over there just cause, you know? Yeah. So, uh, anyway, yeah. So we're renting a place and, and we end up buying a house and um timing once again universe i have a job i have this you know salary coming in the market just crashes so you know we had options for homes that it, it, it's stuff that we wouldn't have been able to afford in in a different market you know um so yeah, we're blessed. I mean, we still live in the same place for 11 years now. Um, like I said, we did get married in, in 2012. Um, we have been together for, you know, however you interpret the story we just <laughs> told for almost 18 years, you know. Um, and we would not be together if it wasn't for, you know, having some kind of recovery in our life, you know, uh, not just going to treatment and, you know, going through that and leaving and just trying to live life on life's terms that way. I, I don't believe that would work for us at all. You know? Yeah. Well said a big fan of like, you know, continuing to treat the disease that I have. Like it's, it's there. I still have thoughts sometimes. Sometimes it's still my first thought. Something painful will happen and I'm like, oh, I want to use, or it, it's a little different, but you know, then it's followed up with the, well, that's a weird idea. Um, you know, and I don't, um, you know, that, uh, you know, the, the fellowship that I belong to, I still work a program and I think it's also important. Like I work in addiction, obviously I work yeah. in substance abuse and recovery and that is not my program. Um, you know, I, I need my own, I need my own program. Um, I think it's really, you guys were talking about the God thing and I have a, my best friend, um, refers to her higher power as uh, the conspiracy and I, <laughs> and I love that. Um, but it's been amazing. We've gone through cancer relapse. Um, he's relapsed a couple times. That was fun. Kicked him out of his own house while he was paying the mortgage. Yeah. Um, we've gone through a lot <laughs> and, um, you know, I still feel that love for him. Yeah, that's amazing. You guys really are such a great example. I love that you guys are giving back. Thank Tyson, Crystal, thank you guys for coming on and sharing your journey of this thing we call addiction and your life in recovery today. You're both great, amazing examples of people. Great time. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today on We Do Recover with Jared Miller. Help us spread our message of hope. Like, comment, and share. If you have any topics or ideas for future shows, please share that on our Facebook page. That Facebook page is We Do Recover with Jared Miller. If you or a loved one needs help, please reach out to us. Again, thank you for listening. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. This has been a production from a podcast studio.